influential people in all of sports. Please welcome the commissioner. Oh, man. This is the DFL Commissioner Show with your host, the Commish, Mark Giano. From the basement studios, this is the Commissioner Show, episode two, and it is being brought to you by Gentleman's Cuts Barbershop, uh, located 508 Herfield Crosskeys Road in Washington Township. Go where the gentlemen go, Gentleman's Cuts. All right, well, that's it. That's a wrap for the year. And a champion has been crowned. Harry has taken home the prize of all prizes. He is this year's Dawkins Bowl champion, winning in a, I don't, I don't even know if you can call it a shootout, but, uh, but he put up big numbers, and, uh, you know, Brennan did too. The final score, 195 to 121, Harry puts up the most points in a DFL playoff game, and probably on any other week, you put up 121 points, it gives you a pretty good chance at winning, but not when you're going up against a guy that has four players finish with above 30 points. Four players. That is insane. Top scorers for the team, uh, Brennan, Ezekiel Elliott, 22 points, and Harry, his top score, 40 points. And that wasn't even the only one. He had two finish with 40 points. That's incredible. That's one of those... I think Jordy Nelson is one of the guys that had 40, and he had about 17 points in the first quarter. That's that's ridiculous. I don't think I've... I think I've had four guys finish with 17 points total all year. That's how down of a year it was for me, but yeah, I kind of wanted to get into this into this little matchup that we had going on here, so like I said, the, you know, the, the team's top scorers, you, you had a guy finish, what, 18 points uh, better, uh, Harry's, Harry's top score had 18 more points than Brennan's top score, uh, which, you know, leads me to say that I, I guess we have to name a game MVP, that's kind of where I want to go with this, so the game MVP has to be Doug Baldwin for the championship destined for the McLeods. Uh, 13 receptions, 171 yards, and a touchdown. Just absolutely killing Arizona's defense. And, you know, with with a guy like that, you know, you don't need too many other people to put up that big of a game when you're getting 40 out of just one receiver. But, you know, Harry Harry had all systems go for him in this game. And it, it, it was it was obvious, you know, top to bottom. His tight end, Travis Kelsey, had something like 32 points. That's ridiculous. Tight ends are such an anomaly in this league, and you get one of the elite guys like he did earlier in the draft, and you see what happens. So let's, uh, you know, without further ado, let's look deep, deeper into this. Let's let's hear the sounds of the game. Here's this week's highlights. Clock almost expired. Pass Nelson. Jordy Nelson. Protected again. Steps up. Throws. Touchdown. Nelson again. Wilson sees it on Lawrence Baldwin again. Makes a move. Doug Baldwin. Touchdown. Kelsey is off. Kelsey down the sideline. Kelsey has blocking. Talib tries to catch him from behind. 
receivers out there. Almost miscommunication. Bell gets it. Bell turns on the speed. Let me out, Bell! On the bottom of the screen, Roethlisberger surveys on the move. So good in these scramble situations. Dumps it to Bell. And let me out, Bell! Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! Again, touchdowns galore for Harry, as once again, he puts up a record-setting 195 points, most in a playoff game in the DFL. Might even be most in a play- in any game uh, since the inception of the DFL. And he, again, he is our third champion uh, in the history of the league. This is a fun third year. He is the third champion. Um, uh, second, second champion of color, which is pretty impressive if, if you ask me. That's... That's saying a lot about this league. We are a very diverse league. We've had females in this league. We've had uh, uh, whites, blacks, uh, Chinamen. So we're a very diverse league, and it's good to see that at the top of our league that we've had such success. And, you know, Harry, this is Harry's no stranger to the success in this league. Even last year he finished, uh, he finished second. You know, he went to the Dawkins Bowl against Sean, and... Sean won, you know, I don't remember the score, it was probably, you know, probably a tight game, you know, but they, uh, that's a family, that is a, that is a fantasy football family, they are, they are born and bred fantasy football over in that family, and again, it's been a great year, but I, I think I go for a lot of people when I say that it was a foregone conclusion from about week five. Maybe a little later, but for me, it was probably around week five, week eight in that neighborhood that we all knew that Harry was probably going to run away with this. And we put on a big front. We like to, you know, we like to shit talk back and forth. But let's be honest. Harry was he was blowing people out. You know, most most of the matchups against him weren't even close. And he had the one loss. He had the one tie. And that's really, you know, out of a 13 game season. You only come close to, you know, you only lose once and you come close one other time. That's a that's a pretty damn good year. All right, so I'm here with the champion himself, Harry McMillian. How how you feeling, Harry? I'm feeling real good, real good. This is a successful season. Glad to be part of this league, best league in the nation. Damn right it is. So I want to just jump right into it here. So you're sitting there, you're watching the games, you're keeping track of your, you know, the score of your game and stuff like that. So, what was your initial feeling, though, after it was all said and done when you finally realized that you won? Well, I mean, I wasn't really shocked, but it was, like, <laughs> it felt great. Like, last year, like, I felt like I had the best team, and, like, I felt to what we now know to be a paper champ, which has been silent this far since he lost. That's true, he but has. No, like, but I'm just, I'm just feeling great. I should have been here last year, but the dynasty has started. Let's just say that. So at what point during the game did you feel pretty confident that you were going to win, or did you just kind of know it the whole time? Well, the 1 o'clock games, I wasn't really sure, just because I didn't really have my main people playing. But once Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, started playing, I was like, it's a done deal. Especially since my two wide receivers got 40 points each. 
yeah, that there wasn't really much competition. Yeah, so I mean, you kind of brought up my next point. I mean, you not only not only did you have your two starting wide receivers get you forty points, but you had four players total get over thirty. Which of them do you think meant the most, or was it kind of all the same? Well, the thing is, I wasn't really expecting that. I thought it would be closer than it was. I didn't know I was going to put up which I think it was like one hundred ninety-five points. It was the receivers, to be honest with you, because I expected Big Ben and Le'Veon Bell to put up some some type of points. Right. Those are the receivers, to be honest. Did you know that 195 points is the most uh, points scored by a playoff team in league history? I did not know that. There you go. So you're not not only are you winning championships, you're setting records as well. That's so, the goal. So now you got you won, and you've yet, you've yet to get the prize money. That'll come obviously at the uh, I guess the award ceremony whenever crack gets home. How are you going to spend that $500? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I might buy Eagles tickets, to be honest with you. There you <laughs> go. Maybe uh, maybe one for your old commish, maybe. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You could try to work something out there. There you go. So all season long, I mean, you were the, you're obviously the best team going all year. You had the most wins. You have the most points. <clears throat> what To what do you attribute your championship season to most? I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess you, I guess you're just a superior football mind to the rest of us, is right? Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not really trying to say that. <laughs> but like, let's just put it this way: I'm in two leagues. I officially retired from my one league because this was the better, better league to be in. So, I'm not taking away from any of the other GMs or not like that. I'm in this league because I feel like this is the most competitive league to be in. But this year. It was honestly just meant to be that I was going to win. Like, last year was completely different. Everybody was competitive. This year was just nobody even was in my ballpark. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of a mediocre season as a whole. I, I, you were the only team in the league to have double-digit wins at all. So Exactly. So all the players you had on your team this year, you know, you made some moves earlier in the season. Uh, big one, you got Melvin Gordon from Bill for, I think, Gary Barnage. Uh Kind of trade. I would say that's trade rape. But uh, of all the players he had on, we didn't know at the beginning, right? Yeah, I guess looking back on it, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But looking back, all the players you had on your team this year, who's your MVP? Uh, I would have to say Demarco Murray. Yeah, he he was a great pick for me. I picked him up early, but he was. He contributed every single week to me. He hasn't let me down. Comeback player of the year, DeMarco Murray. Absolutely. So, other than winning the championship, of course, what was what was what would you say is the best part of this season? Uh, just the best part, to be honest with you, to me was probably the draft. Mm-hmm. It was fun getting together with the fellas, you know, with the big board, having fun. Yeah, dude, there's gonna be plenty of that coming ahead. Trust me, there's gonna be a lot more. <clears throat> a lot more of those theatrics going on. So as far as yeah, as far as our league goes, I I I, I kind of know what you're going to say, what the answer to this question is going to be. But who do you think the MVP of our league ultimately is? <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to say myself, obviously, right? 
Well, you you can't vote for yourself, but who do you think who do you think the people voted for? Let me let me put it that way. Well, if I'm being honest with you, I think the people voted for me. I mean, I'm not trying to sound selfish or not like that or arrogant, but I mean, I would be the right choice. I mean, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I, you're as good a choice as any, as far as I'm concerned. But so now we're looking ahead next season. This year's done; it's in the books. You got your ring. Um, so looking ahead to next season, uh, any idea, any little insight on on who who your two keepers are going to be? Well, I will tell you this: expect Le'Veon Bell to be on my team. Yeah, I already had contract negotiations with him. I plan on him retiring with Destin for the McLeods. So just expect him to be on the team. Yeah, I think that's I think everyone pretty much saw that one coming. So next year, after the draft, the season's going on, if you had to make a prediction right now as to who your biggest competition is gonna be to take the crown away from you, who would you say that is? I would say you know, I would say Sean but he's kind of let me down because he's acting like a sore loser. He's been quiet. Everybody sees it. I would have to say Bill because he was, like, to be honest with you, like, even though I didn't play him that much in the playoffs, he was my biggest threat that I felt like if he stood against me, I would lose. Let me just tell you this. Sean's Sean's got a, a rough road ahead trying to get through me in the jersey division as it is now. Bill's a good choice. No love for uh, No love for the runner-up this year? No, I don't think he he didn't belong there at all. Look what he did. <laughs> he, his whole year he averaged 120 points. Dude, he put up he he put up better competition. He put up 121 points. That's 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 enough to win in most in most games. Yeah, but I just felt like other people deserved to be there. But mm. don't get me wrong. He he had a great season and he he got there somehow. So I mean, that's just congrats to him. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. All right, so one final question here. What are you most looking forward to in the offseason? The offseason of the draft, to be honest with you. You're all about the draft. I'm all about the draft because that's when you get your money. That's there where you, you see like, who's, who's going to be your competition, whether you come out with a good team or not. Yeah, I feel that. Well, <clears throat> any, anything else? Anything you want to close on? Anything you want to say to the people? Or me, or anything? Uh, I would like to see uh, say this. Uh, there's been a couple of, I don't know, rumors or whatever, but speculation that some people want you out. Whoever's saying that, just stop it, because there's another commission out there that I would rather have in this league than you. There you go. And I'm not trying to, you know, brown those or anything, but that's the truth. There, there you go. I mean, that's I, I see... I see no better way to close it out. So, Har, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Uh, it's been fun. Thank you, and uh, congrats on one fucking hell of a season. Thank you. I All appreciate right. that, Commission. All right. So, again, we like to thank Harry for stopping by uh, on the show. That's our first interview, and that's that's that was a pretty good one. You know, it's good got, kind of getting in into the mindset of, of this year's champion and you know he's excited to be the champion you could hear that he's excited you know he's excited about the offseason coming up and all the stuff that you know he's got going on with his team and uh you know working out a little contract negotiation with the league but uh you know that's kind of on me 
So that's it. That's kind of, you know, that's what I wanted to dive into there about, you know, as far as the Dawkins Bowl goes. But as we as we close out the 2016 season, we also are about to close out 2016 as a year. It's been a fun, I think it's been the most fun that I've ever had playing fantasy football. I think this is the most fun that most of us have ever had playing fantasy football. The stakes were high. The tension was high. Rivalries were born. This was a great year. We had a lot of fun. And, you know, I think that's, you know, going forward, going into the next couple of years, you know, down the road, hopefully we all stay together. No one, you know, dies or anything like that. Thank God 2016, the year that so many great people passed, uh, they didn't take any of us. So here's the God on that. But you know, what I wanted to look at first off in this 2016 recap is I wanted to go back down. I have in front of me here the draft board. This is the official draft board. And as you remember, we had the little we had the malfunctions there in the in the final round. So uh I think this is gonna be uh the final round we didn't get to six picks. So a hundred and fifty four. 154, yeah, 154 of a possible 160 selections were made in the draft. And I'm just going to run down real quick the first round. Uh, again, the order was Bill, Sean, Brendan, Poe, Crack, Breen, Ethan, Tone, Harry, and then myself. So first round, first overall pick was Antonio Brown, the champ. As he was then, he's as he was then. Now he is uh, the Cosmic Warriors. Uh, he took o- Odell Beckham. That was the second pick. Third pick was Todd Gurley. He went to e- uh, Brendan. Poe took Julio Jones, best receiver in the league. Debatable. Uh, he took him fourth. Fifth pick went was AP Adrian Peterson to CDP. So AP to CDP. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins went fifth to the East Coast Cartel, otherwise known as Breen. Uh, first tight end was taken, Rob Gronkowski, to Ethan, pick number six. David Johnson, who you could say uh, is in conversations for MVP of the NFL, he was taken eighth to Tone. Harry took Des Bryant for whatever reason, pick nine, and I took Devontae Freeman, pick number ten. So... You know, there's really no, there was really no surprises in that first round. Uh, I think the only surprise I would see is our, which was, uh, would be our champion who, you know, diehard Eagles fan taking Des Bryant first overall. But kind of the upset of the first round, I think, is his pick, uh, number six. Uh, number seven, I'm sorry, it was Ethan uh, taking Rob Gronkowski, you know. Gronk was riddled with injuries all year, but, you know, at the time, no one's saying, oh, why'd you take Rob Gronkowski? Because he's the best tight end, and going into the year, everyone thought he was going to do what Gronk does, and, you know, just injuries have really gotten to him. So here's a stat that I found interesting regarding the uh, the draft here. I went over and I personally counted. I went through everybody's team. I went through everybody's draft as a whole. Get this, 90 out of a possible, out of 90 players of the 154 selected, only 
yeah, 90 of those 90 of those 154 players are are not on the team now that they were drafted to. 90. That is that's insane to me. There were so many moves, especially early on. There were so many moves back and forth right after the draft. It it, it boggles my mind every year how right after the draft uh, there's like this flurry of moves that goes down, and you know it's all about to me. It's all about sticking with your team. But what the hell do I know? Because I also have who of those of those teams who has the uh, most players not that they did not draft the most players to move on from the from the teams that they drafted, and in a tie for first with twelve is me, Brendan, and Crack. So I mean, you know, you you got kind of all all sides of the spectrum there. Brendan made twelve, you know, drafted twelve guys that aren't on his team anymore, and he was in the championship. Crack drafted twelve guys that aren't on his team anymore, and he, uh, he's the toilet bowl. He's a toilet seat, quote unquote, champion. And me, you know, kind of the middle of the road guy. Same thing. So, and in case you're wondering, who had who. Who kept, I'll say this, who kept the most players that they drafted? And that would be Breen. Yeah, Breen. Uh, five. He only, he only, uh, only five of the players that he drafted did not finish the season on his team. So, and he's down at the bottom of the league. So I guess it, you know, really it's all about. It's not about, I guess it's really not about the moves you make. It's just about the draft, the players that you draft. So of all those players in the league uh, and all these transactions that were made, all these trades that were made all year, you know, I think we all be, we, it became abundantly clear that there was an epidemic happening in our league with all the trades of all the trades of all the players that were moved. The one player who was traded the most times, five times, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, Stefan Diggs. And I know this for a fact because I drafted him, traded him, and then traded back for him. So those are two trades right there. And then I know, obviously, he, he uh, bounced around three more times other other places. But I think going forward, something that we're going to have to address, it's been talked a little bit pre- uh, preliminarily, if that's a word, I don't think it is, um, it's kind of it's been discussed that we are going to, you know, start doing the amount or whatever a dollar or two dollar per transaction, but that'll be down the line. So off season awards, these are the ones that have not been drafted or uh, not voted for. These are the ones that are just stat based. Uh, your powerhouse award winner, which is the most points for, of course, is the champ Harry. Uh, the toilet seat goes to crack. He finished bottom of the barrel, last place. Mover and shaker award, most transactions. And I cannot wait for the awards, for awards night to actually disc- to tell the actual number of transactions he had this year because it's, it's, it'll blow your fucking mind. Uh, but he got the mover and shaker. And the commissioner's award for most wins, of course, with 11, the champion, Harry. Uh, so that's... Oh, and here's another fun thing. Uh, I guess there's, you know, this shows you the, uh, the 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 three powerhouses, really, if you will. Um, last year and this year, the top three teams, uh, the teams that finished one, two, and three, are Harry Harry's team, 
Sean's team and Brendan's team. So I guess those are the teams to beat going uh, forward. Harry especially, Sean, a former champion, and, you know, Brendan is a runner-up this year. So those are two great, those are three, I'm sorry, three great teams that are definitely ones to look out for going forward. And now let's get to uh, this week in the NFL. And now it's time for this week in the NFL. Take it away, Kamish. So week 17 of the NFL season. I can't believe we're already here. It feels like just yesterday was September 11th. We're feeling a little, a uh, little iffy about the Eagles, and then they, and then they go out and, and crush the Cleveland Browns uh, on September 11th, the opening game. And now here we are, a couple months later. It's, it's going to be January, and uh, the season's over, especially for the Eagles. And it's, you know, it's, it's been a heartbreaking one. But let's look at the, I guess the, the. Uh, the key matchups, if you will, if there are, there's not much going on this year, this uh, this week in the NFL. But I'll, you know, I'll kind of dive into the, the Eagles game a little bit. You know, there's nothing to play for for them, so I, I'm, I'm assuming all starters are a go. You got to see what you have. You're going to see some guys probably that you haven't seen in a while, just to, just so they could see what they have. But as for the Cowboys, um, beer. As for the Cowboys, uh, they're going to play their starters a little bit. I've been hearing around that it's going to be kind of like a preseason game. They'll play a series or two, maybe a quarter, and then you're going to see uh, former Eagle, former butt fumbleist, uh, Mark Sanchez take the helmet quarterback. And yes, even Tony Romo will be making an appearance. So it's going to be a lot of backups for the for the Cowboys, rather. Uh, probably all starters for the Eagles. If you're going down there, you know, I am. I'll be down there. Sean will be down there. Breener will be down there. Brendan will be down there. You know, we're going to be having a good time. We're going to be drinking some alcohol. I mean, that's what it is. This is a tailgate game. This isn't a game you're going down there to watch good football. You're going down there to tailgate and have a good time and ring in the new year, if you will. And, the you know, it's always good to beat the Cowboys. So that's what it is. It's... You know, the game against the Redskins didn't mean much, but, you know, there was some scuffling going back and forth, the hit on Sproles. So this game, you know, just because of the two teams, this game could pop off real quick and become something special. Other than that, uh, the only other big game, <clears throat> yeah, the only other big game this this week is the flex game to the Sunday night, 8.30 primetime. It is the Green Bay Packers. It's the Detroit Lions that are going head-to-head, one-on-one, winner takes the uh, NFC North crown. So that's, you know, that's the game, that's kind of the stipulation everyone was hoping would be the Eagles-Cowboys game, you know, early in the year. And that's why I bought the tickets, thinking that, you know, this could be for the division. But, yeah, that the wheels fell off that wagon pretty fast. But for Packers fans, for Lions fans, it's going to be a fun New Year's Day, you know, ringing in the new year. And one of those teams is going to win the division. And the other teams most likely going home. So the playoff picture all just about set. That'll be finalized, obviously, after Sunday. No Monday night game this week. That uh, closed out last week. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be a slow, but... Uh, it's going to be a slow week in the NFL but it'll pick back up next week with the start of the playoffs. So that's it for me. Oh, one final thing. The uh, 
poll results for last week's poll, and it was who you got, basically. Brendan or Harry, who was your pick um, in the Dawkins Bowl? Uh, resounding six votes. Uh, you know, there's ten people in this league, and I'm only getting six votes. Uh, but a, a unanimous six to nothing, 100% in Harry's favor. Everyone thought that he was going to win, and he did. So once again, that's it for me. I am the commish. Congratulations to Harry. Thank him for stopping by uh, on the phone with the interview. Everybody have a happy new year. Uh, be safe, but not too safe. And uh, look back and just look back and enjoy 2016 for what it was. Look forward and with hopeful eyes for what 2017 could be. Once again, I am the commissioner. This is the commissioner show. <laughs>